Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined, I said this last time as well, but a bit of a personal hero of mine, the best-selling Sunday Times author, Lucy Lord. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Oh, thank you. I liked that <laughs> intro. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. I like to kind of hype my guests up, especially when they're as incredible as you are. Like, I was fangirling a little bit before we started recording, but genuinely, like, your story and kind of people like yourself who, like, follow their passions and you know, just really go for it, you know, we're here once kind of attitude, like, I love, and I genuinely find it really inspiring. So this is, yeah, this is a little bit insane for me. So thank you for joining me. Thank you very much, Taylor. And thank you for asking me to come on. And as soon as I started, obviously you emailed me and I was like, oh, who is this guy? I, like looked into your Instagram and your story. And I found that very inspiring. So thank you very much for having me yeah. on. Look at this, out here inspiring people. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought it? <laughs> I want to kind of jump straight in, straight into this kind of like story of yours because, you know, so many incredible things have happened for you, especially like becoming a Sunday Times best-selling author. Like, Joe, you know actually, yeah, let, let's start there. Let's, <laughs> let's start. That's a perfect place to start. So... Food for the soul, 
like what is it how did it start yeah it started actually um it started well over two years ago really and it was just my love for food and I'd left the UK I was in Australia I was in Sydney and um I just had more time on my hands to start creating and baking stuff and I saw Instagram had just kind of started being a thing more and so I was sharing it online and people you know friends at first would ask me what's the recipe and whatnot so I was screenshotting recipes sending them over and then when the little highlights thing became a thing I started putting them on my highlights and I felt so awful for doing that because I was like this is so embarrassing this is so cringeworthy like no <laughs> one's going to want to make my stuff so I put it on my highlights reel and then eventually things kind of started picking up and um yeah the, the book concept came about about two years ago and very very similarly my first thought was absolutely not who would buy my book you know it would be a dream <laughs> but it's not something I could possibly do yeah and then just over time kind of parking those uh self-limiting beliefs and thoughts I think to the side and just do, doing it anyway I'm very luckily having people around me who believed in me more than I believed in myself and just kind of pushing it through and then okay. yeah the books the books come to life and it felt like an absolute whirlwind because of the uh, conditions at the time but now it's out and it's in hard copy and it's unbelievable to see and it's really surreal to go into <laughs> some of my favorite bookshops and see it sat there on a shelf on the new releases or in the best-selling charts it's um it's bizarre but it's, it's been an incredible journey I think it's phenomenal again like Thank just you. keeping it consistent and doing something because I feel like anything anyone does nowadays is met with some kind of like judgment or like scrutiny or you know we probably do it to ourselves like you mentioned about like the self-limiting thoughts not to get all mental health with it like straight away but how do you like when you going through those kind of thoughts how do you get out of that like from your point of view Mm, I, I think it's a really I think it's a really common thing and I think that even the most successful people that I know have that element of can I do this you know that doubt or that self-sabotage um, but they just choose to not listen to it or not let it override yeah. their actions and I think that's really what it comes down to is almost having like a third person view of it of being like okay I'm experiencing this thought or this feeling but I'm going to do it anyway. And kind of knowing that failure and setbacks and people not saying very nice things is part of it. And for me, that was the like other people criticizing my work or myself because um, I'm quite a shy personality. I don't, yeah. I'm not outgoing. I'm not loud. I'm not like center of attention. I'm always quite like the quiet one. Um, and that thought of being, putting my work on myself like, into a more public space and inevitably, you know having things said to about me or about my work that wasn't very good always held me back until I kind of got to the point that I was like Do you know what it's gonna happen anyway <laughs> yeah. it's gonna happen anyway and I can't control what those people think and also to get a little bit more mental health side of it in nothing that anybody can say to me or say about me is anywhere near as bad as what I've said or you know acted to myself so kind of acknowledging wow. that and being like you know, there's nothing anybody can say that will match the um, self-sabotage that I think that we as people can put on ourselves. And so once you kind of accept that, it's like, oh, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. And I think we know being human and as you go through life, you know that you only speak bad about people or other people's work or, you know, put the energy and time into putting somebody down if you're not 100% happy with your own. 
And so I think knowing that as well, it just kind of makes you not bulletproof, but just kind of makes you a little bit more like, oh, you know. That's powerful. It's fine. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely changed the way that I see things. And it's still that thought still comes up when I do things or like I'm trying to put my foot more into food photography at the moment. And I kind of think, oh, who am I to do that? And, uh, you know, so-and-so's work is so much better. And why would anybody want me to photo their food? Or why would I even want to photo my own food? <laughs> and and then you kind of see that in third person and think, OK, that's it's it's a real thought, but it's not true. And then just yeah. keep moving through it. And much like hypertrophy and working, uh, you know, working out or being in a gym, the more you push through that repetition of doing things, even when you know you don't want to, the stronger it becomes. And the get, more you just seem, yeah. the more you just seem to do it. And then opportunities come your way, and you can feel yourself being like, no, 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 I couldn't possibly do that. Who am I to do that? But you feel yourself saying, yeah, I'd love to. And it's almost this like the inner person of you is like. What am I doing? Um, <laughs> it's bizarre, inside. but it's yeah, just like no, 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 don't do it. <laughs> you, have you ever had like you know those moments where because I'm I'm really big into like journaling and like self reflection yeah. now, especially with kind of like my own journey. But with people like like yourself and like you know I've, I've followed your journey for quite a while now. Do you ever have like those moments where like you have to like take a step back to be like, yeah, I've done this like because you should be so proud of like what you've achieved with that oh thank you very much Taylor um no I, sh I probably should put them I probably should make more of an effort to step back and look at it but for me like I said I was on a podcast the other week and I said you know he had a copy of the book and I said I haven't actually sat down and flicked through it properly in hard copy yeah. I've obviously read everything a hundred million times over but since it's been in hard copy print I haven't sat back and read it page to page because I know that I will look at things <laughs> and be like could I added that could have changed that shouldn't have done that you know I, I would just be like that likewise the podcast um I have only just started listening back to some of them now and I'm like oh no should have said that should have done this so I think with our with our own eyes on our own work we're, we're always really critical but I, I do think that pausing and expressing gratitude over how far you know people have come in their own journeys is so important because without recognizing that you know that you can't then create space to move forward and um you know something I heard this morning which I think is really poignant is often we kind of worry about the state that we're in now and the position that we're in now without recognizing that once upon a time this is what we wanted so or this is what we dreamed wow. about and all that kind yeah. of thing so I think when we reframe it like that it's like okay I'm doing all right I'm not making a complete mess of this <laughs> <laughs> it's like, to be fair if you find someone who isn't making a mess of something then <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like, don't don't aim for perfection, because then you're not gonna be able to relate. It doesn't to exist, does it? It, it doesn't, exist. doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Exactly. I feel like that was probably some of the best advice I've actually ever heard. So I'm going to go back and listen to it and play it back for myself. <laughs> I might say it's my alarm that goes off in the morning. <laughs> yeah, just my dulcet tones. <laughs> um, I kind of want to get your advice on something because obviously I'm in the process of making the move to New York and obviously there's a lot of emotions attached to that obviously mm. you've spent a huge period of time in one of the places that I'm yet to visit um obviously Australia what was going through your head like when you were making that move like were you scared excited like where were you what where was your head at 
I think I think the move from the UK five years ago to Australia, it wasn't there was there wasn't really any fear there. It was it was a move out of desperation, to be honest. It was I was so oh, wow. um it was a very different feeling than moving, choosing to move back here. It was a real like I don't want to be here anymore in terms of being in the UK. Yeah. Um and the environment that I had that I had, you know, I had friends, I had I had family in Scotland, but I had friends there, I had a really good job, I had my own house, I had a nice car, I had all the things that you should have, but I was so kind of desperately unhappy. And I experienced this period of depression, which I only kind of realized was that in the kind of latter years. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I was going out on weekends and like living for the weekend and that yeah. kind of lifestyle where you go out on a Friday, Saturday night, and then you feel rubbish until Wednesday, Thursday, and then repeat and repeat and repeat. And I just thought, I can't keep doing this. It's just wearing away at my soul and there's no purpose to it. And, um, you know, every month you get paid and it'd be like, now I'm just going to go and buy things I don't really want or need or have a drive for it's just you know to acquire things there was no yeah. real like there was no depth there was no soul behind it and it seeped into everything there was no soul in the way I was eating or the way that I was you know interacting with people um and so for me I just needed a, a change of environment and I knew that and so I don't think that you have to move to a different country or do anything really extreme to um you know begin to work on yourself but for me it was like you know I kind of live in these extremes and it was like if I'm gonna uh, really start from scratch and start working on myself more that to me and it could have been anywhere it was yeah. I don't know I still to this day do not know how Australia came around because originally it was somewhere in the Middle East it was Dubai and then it was America and then it was all these different places but for whatever reason <laughs> anywhere but here <laughs> anywhere anywhere, exactly. anywhere didn't need to be Australia I'd never been to Australia before I had no drive no want to go to Australia um but it was a friend and I and I I can't I was it will have been something gin fueled or alcohol fueled but I can't remember <laughs> yeah. where the idea the came best up, decisions usually next. are <laughs> well but yeah I mean in some form sometimes um, but, yeah. Um, yeah but we, we ended up deciding Australia and then going traveling for three four months beforehand um and then yeah getting to Australia and essentially starting from scratch it's completely different to my feeling now which was I love Australia I love yeah. Sydney lifestyle wise it's incredible but for me, and I was explaining to a friend yesterday who's on his way back to the UK soon, and he was like, how is it? And I was like, mm. I couldn't quite explain it other than using plants, which is my new obsession, as like an analogy. So I just said, in Australia, I feel like, you know, I was, I was, I was in like an overgrow, I was overgrowing my plant pot, and the soil wasn't very... Um, like fertile for it so I was like I feel at the moment like the UK is very, my fertile soil <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the UK has more fertile soil and opportunities for me rather than Sydney at the moment um but it wasn't it was a completely different feeling moving back it was more like exciting there is fear there there is definitely fear there but it was more exciting and opportunities whereas on my way out it was like nah, get me out of here I don't care where yeah. I'm going just get me out I, for one, obviously, thank you for sharing it because I actually didn't know that that was the reason you kind of went to Australia. I just thought it was just one of those things. Fancy the sun, fancy the sea, sand, all that. So, obviously, thank you for sharing that. Um, I love the whole plant analogy thing because it was actually something my friend said to me because I feel like I'm, I've kind of, I'm at that stage now where like I'm ready to take that next step. Like, I've done the whole kind of responsibility thing. Now I'm ready to start do things for me. And she mm. said the same thing. It was like, you've kind of, you know, 
you need to kind of move the plant to help it grow like you need mm. more sunshine it needs more kind of water and so yeah needs, <laughs> needs, more nour- needs more nourishment for your That's soul and your psyche and you can use loads of different analogies plants are just my one but um <laughs> like a bird you know like a caged bird or a bird that's outgrown its cage or something like that you can use whatever but it's that feeling where you feel quite like small and constrained and just a little bit trapped almost um and so it's that feeling being able being able to yeah. go out and spread your wings and try new things and you know not be afraid to fail and all of that <laughs> I want to, because obviously you moved back in probably one of the weirdest times. I imagine it wasn't just as simple as as it normally is, like hopping on a plane and obviously coming back. With obviously the whole coronavirus situation, did you have to go through any kind of additional steps to get back to the UK? Oh yeah, it's a nightmare. They made it hard. I got I was in the UK last year and I got stuck for eight months because of COVID and I'm not an Australian citizen. So yeah. I had to jump through all these hoops to try and, and I was still working full time to try and get my visa exempt and all that stuff. Um, but all, for the way back, yeah, of course they make it, you know, they make it hard to come in, hard to leave. You need to apply for an exemption to get your, so you can leave early because my visa was still linked to Australia. Um, There's two people on my flight from Australia to Singapore. What? Two people, I know. Yeah, two people, two passengers, and then I think 16 staff, two people. Um, and then the Singapore to UK one was, was full, but um, yeah, it was really difficult. You've got to take yeah. all these, obviously COVID tests and um, passenger locator forms and anything that they can do where they charge you like hundreds of dollars <laughs> yes. for it. Just you start to see all this like capitalism coming to front and you're like, oh God, but you, you know, the want to leave is so yeah. great that you're like, okay, no, I know I'm going to have to jump through these holes. So, so obviously you, you're now, are you still in Scotland? Yeah, I'm still in Scotland, so I'm, I'm tucked away in what was my old bedroom. It's kind of I'm using it as a little bit of like a study now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm in Scotland at the moment. So my so we moved to Scotland when I was in school for my dad's job. So yeah. uh, we grew up in the Middle East and in Holland, but my parents were from Lancashire. So they moved up to Scotland when we were in school and they st- well, my mom still lives here now. Um, so I was like, right, I'll come home. Um, lost my dad a couple months ago. So I was like, I'll come home, hang oh, with my mom for a bit. And then I'll move back down to England, which is where I would, which is where I was after uni and through uni and where I would consider home, um, where all my kind of friend bases and stuff like that. So at the moment I'm in Scotland and uh, it's grey, it's raining, <laughs> it's familiar. <laughs> it's home it's home it's home yeah it's it's definitely home but it's beautiful you know it's absolutely um it's been about four days since I've been allowed out of self-isolation and it's beautiful you know it's quiet it's peaceful I live in Aberdeen and in the suburbs so I don't know the countryside but there's just green everywhere just green and trees everywhere and nature and all of that all of that good stuff so I'm definitely getting my fix I'm jealous literally yeah, it's beautiful. Coventry but it's it's very grey. I mean, there's a lot going on at the minute with obviously with with the city of culture this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a lot going on, but it is very grey. So any I used to work around like Coventry. Greenery. Oh really? Yeah, I used to work. Yeah, I used to work all, all over there. But yeah, Coventry, Leamington Spa, Stratford upon Avon, that Amazing. kind of route I remember well. Is there anywhere that you haven't been? <laughs> yeah, do you know I've not done. I've been there, but I haven't. I haven't done it so much is 
so when I worked in pharmaceuticals, I looked after in different jobs, looked after different parts of the country. And the only part I never looked after is that kind of southeast. I don't even know what's there, yeah. but like under London, I don't know what's there. It's like Brighton and yeah, you're asking the wrong person. Or like a little bit up, like Ipswich, <laughs> Essex. I haven't really done, haven't done or looked after those areas yeah. before so I haven't really traveled there but otherwise I've covered I've been really lucky to cover the UK pretty well and know it um know it really well but there's so many places that are on my bucket list that I want to go back to and visit now with refreshed eyes yeah this was actually going to be my next question with you know once you know restrictions are easing now like you know there's places like on green lists or traffic I don't know what they're calling it. I tend not to watch the news it's like if I can I go here can I do this no okay well scrap that off the list can I hug now <laughs> exactly <laughs> they announced that you're allowed to hug people two days no the day after I leave so I technically oh, I wasn't no allowed way. to hug my mum before I'd, obviously I left but I did it anyway so yeah this is going to go out think, after anyway so it's, it's fine it's right. what are you do? I think I remember <laughs> hearing you know you, you're allowed to hug people and I was like when were you not allowed to hug people like when was that uh I mean obviously I, I haven't been here for the for the bulk oh gosh of yeah the restriction stuff so I'm like when are you not allowed to hug people but you know it is what it is like a lot of people just do that out of choice <laughs> yeah like exactly it's just normal but um so yeah so once everything has gone and you know the world's well, I don't even know anyone's going to, I don't think no one knows what the world is going to look like once this is mm. all over. But w- what is the plan? Like, are you staying in the UK for a while to obviously nurture the roots? Or are you <laughs> <laughs> are you back on the plane somewhere else? I, I don't know. I think for now, coming back to the UK feels really good. Um, I don't know. I can't go back to Australia because I don't have a, a visa there. So that was a, a big decision to leave. So I don't have like I don't have um, the rights to go back there and live or work. Um, so I don't know. But for now, the UK feels it feels right. And I've I've never disliked the UK. I've only yeah. ever disliked my environment in the yeah. or the environment that I had built in the UK. So I've never disliked it as a place. Um, so I don't know. I probably stay here for a little bit. And I, what I'm trying to do is take this culture and lifestyle that Australia or specifically Sydney and the kind of eastern suburbs strips, Bondi's and the beach places do so well and try and take it back here, which is like getting outside as much as possible, you know, waking up early, eating well, living well, uh, even on like nights out and stuff. It's not really a culture where you stay up and like you here you go out at like 11 p.m. Whereas over there, you're kind of finishing your drinks at 11 p.m. So trying to take that culture and lifestyle, which I absolutely loved over there, and bring it bring it back over here if I can a little bit to my life anyway. I feel like that. I mean, forgive me if like I'm kind of like overstepping the mark or kind of putting words in your mouth here, but like I feel like that kind of rough patch, and then making that move, like you found like your purpose, like your passion, Mm. like over there like I, I think it's incredible like generally so inspiring and I can't wait to see it filter out because I mean we've been talking obviously for a little while now on on obviously the, this podcast but I, I I feel it if that makes sense like I feel that yeah, like thank you. there's like, there's, you've, got, like this odd, you've got this odd sense of calm about you that's like that so funny because that's what old managers used to say and I used to, even at the tail end when I, I was you know really really wanting to leave 
you're just so calm about everything and I was like it's bizarre because one of the sayings I love is that you know it's like what's in the jar can't read the label you know you don't know how you appear to other people it's like I uh you know I don't know what you think of me I only know what I think you think of me if that makes sense yeah Um, and it's yeah it's bizarre because I I wouldn't say I feel calm most of the time sometimes I do and definitely probably more so um but it's something that a few people have said and I think how how funny that yeah. that's you know what Azudes were uh, alludes where sometimes it's not exactly how we feel but um yeah you, you weren't putting words in my my mouth at all with that uh with that statement it's definitely what happened it was never really my intention to move to kind of find myself and I used to be yeah. very anti that like go and find yourself hippy dippy <laughs> meditation yoga like all of that I just thought and, yeah exactly whereas now I'm like I see it like I can see the benefits of having this more slow paced purposeful way of life and maybe it is now kind of seeping into who I am and becoming more calm and if that if I can continue to do that then I would be thrilled because I never used to be I feel calm now in comparison to usual um or what I used to be but if I could just continue that that would be amazing because it used to just be like (laughs) but I think this is one of the things that the pandemic has taught us though isn't it is the importance of time so we've Mm. all had to take this kind of step back to realize you know what we want to do with our lives what makes us happy what we're putting into our bodies like you know all this kind of thing so I feel like this is starting at exactly the right time because people are more aware of what makes them happy and what they want to do because they've had the time to think about it so if you're going to come over here and like filter all the way (laughs) through the UK I'm I'm here for it I'm I'm definitely (laughs) yeah thank you I think we can only we can only inspire other people's actions by living that life ourselves really and um like you said you know you you journal and you find that practice useful and I do as well but there's something around COVID that's made people sit with their own thoughts and their own feelings that's been very uncomfortable and that's the kind of feeling that I get with most mindful practices be it journaling or meditation or yoga or anything where you're kind of forced to slow down I there's this real aversion in me because I don't it's not comfortable yeah but I think that's what COVID has really or what lockdown has really done for a lot of people it's forced this sense of like putting the brakes on and you have to sit with it and once we've all finished like doing up our our houses and doing up our gardens and you know baking 100 banana (laughs) breads it's like there's still loads of time there and you just sit and you're like okay right now I'm gonna actually you know do some more inner work if you would so I think it's been really useful for a lot of people but I think that a lot of that useful um, a lot of the useful juice has come from really difficult and uncomfortable times and probably a lot of um loneliness and you know people losing their jobs and scarcity and that kind of stuff as well it, I completely agree and it's what it's one of the things that I've I used to be able to feel like I had to do something all the time like mm. oh well that person's look is busy all the time so I must be busy all the time but this whole pandemic's taught me that there's something very beautiful in being bored and allowing myself to be bored it's actually a bit of a luxury because once the world starts to open up again like I don't know what it's going to look like I don't know if ever you know it's it is just a big question mark but you know I, t- I talk about it on the show quite a lot of just finding what works for you if I 
try to meditate very similar to yourself. Like I, I will start remembering something stupid that I said like 10 years ago and then that'll be it. And then it will like, never again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Never doing that. Never going back to goat yoga. Like it's just, it's, it's done. It's done. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's it. I think that hopefully, hopefully we'll all be able to say that the lockdown on COVID has grown us in some ways, but growth usually comes out of something uncomfortable. And I think uh, there's nobody who I know who isn't doesn't look back at their life. It's like, I don't know how I used to do that before. Yeah. I don't know how I used to fit everything in before. There's no way I'm going back to that. So hopefully we can all kind of stick to our words and stick to these new practices and, uh, you know, thoughts that we've had and, and put that into practice when we move hopefully through and out of the pandemic you're literally you're speaking my language you're an you're an absolute legend there is one final thing that i need to talk about and one of my friends will won't be happy with me if i don't bring it up because she's very much on your side with this okay but i cannot stand banana bread and i feel like (laughs) i'm being really offensive because you are literally the queen of banana bread to a point where like in lockdown she kept like baking it and like dropping it like to the doorstep and I feel really bad because like, <laughs> just I tried disguising it, like, it and being like it's it's just brown sugar bread <laughs> yeah I just kept putting it in the bin so I feel no, I think <laughs> I think that I think like anything banana bread is just the thing that kind of took off through the pandemic and it just happened to be the thing that like made it first onto when I was building my website yeah. and it's the, the recipe that most people were asking about usually because it's it's like an Australian culture to have it on every breakfast menu um oh really but it, it does that yeah it's oh, I, I didn't know that that's where it came from is I was in Australia and I was like right what can I start baking and I didn't have much money at the time and I was house sharing with uh, two other guys and they were all working these high-flying corporate jobs and I was like in retail and working in a cafe and just trying to kind of find my feet and I couldn't afford to go out every morning and buy like Sydney's expensive and yeah. like a coffee and a slab of banana bread was like 12 14 dollars so oh, I was like wow. I can't do that every single morning so I just started baking my own and that's uh, and that's the first recipe that I started that I made my own and kind of created through um, you know things I like adding more brown sugar adding less this adding whatever it was um, and so that's just that's just how it was born but I have I have zero offense if anybody yeah. turns around and says <laughs> you know what I don't like that recipe or I don't like that um, type of food look, it doesn't look, bother me at all. Like, but look at like what that has turned into now yeah it's turned, like, that's insane into, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah and I think it's just it's taking those opportunities and just running with it and then you never know down the line we might have a you know a waffle pandemic and you'll be at the forefront with a waffle well, podcast <laughs> you know maybe you said not, it now you put it out there you put it out <laughs> yeah. there into the universe now but I'm not taking responsibility if there's something else that happens <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get the blame not. for this now <laughs> But you'd be surprised how many people message and like, is there anything else I can use um, that's not bananas and banana bread? And I was like, yeah, for sure. like you can use, uh, you can make an apple and cinnamon loaf. You can, I'm very pro people eating on their own terms and eating what they like and having done all of these uh, like meal plans myself, other people's meal plans, and it's just cookie cutted and given to you. And you're like, yeah, but what happens if I don't like an egg white omelet for breakfast? What yeah. happens if I don't like banana bread or whatever it is and I I'm very pro people living life on their own terms and if that's not banana bread that's absolutely fine and hey I like all kinds of cake so I'll happily sit and share a chocolate cake or an apple cake or whatever it is that is your jam instead 
I'm going to hold you to that because I'm <laughs> for it. always any oh, sign the of cake. New York food scene. The New York food scene is meant to be insane. So you'll have well, the best you are more there. than welcome. Once I'm over there Thank and settled, you. you have always got a place to stay. And if you take as many pictures of the food as you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, you, you're going uh, in a couple of days, aren't you? Yes. How exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's still... I don't know. I, that's all I keep saying is I don't know because like yeah, you don't need to know though. Yeah, do you know what I mean it's? Yeah, you don't. Need I, to I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. It's just it, it just feels right. It like I feel like mm. I've done what I needed to do here now, and I feel like now it is time for the next chapter. For a new chapter, yeah, I yeah. love that, and I think it's so important. Like you don't, uh, you know, you ask other people how they felt when they moved to New York or moved back to the UK or stuff like that, and it doesn't really matter because it's not you and it's not your experience and it's not yeah. your background it's not your story and it's not your purpose and it's not your reasoning so I don't think we need to know why we're doing things or how we feel it's just you know if it feels good or if it yeah. feels right and you just Definitely. follow towards that and I think the more we try and add narrative to that the more it can actually backtrack us into this like illusion of safety because it's like oh actually do I feel good or is it just because it's different am I happy unhappy <laughs> where I am maybe I just need to change gyms <laughs> you know just just starting to like slowly back our way out of these incredible decisions and worst case scenario yeah I'm sure you can always come back yeah 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 I literally I don't know what to say because it is <laughs> generally I think this is one of my favorites like the, that I've had the pleasure of recording like the advice like you, you speak in my language and it's a lot of you know why I love the whole purpose of this podcast having these kind of conversations with kind of like like-minded people hearing their experience their journeys like you know what they do how to deal with their mental health like it gives me so much reassurance and kind of inspiration like yeah okay I'm on the right path like I'm doing the right thing so Lucy, thank you so much for joining me for a waffle. Oh, you're very like, you've welcome. Been thank you a so much. Brilliant Taylor. guest. Thank you very much, and I'm so I'm so excited to follow your journey and see how you do over there, and um, see your food stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag you in mostly every single selfishly. One. <laughs> yeah, mostly selfishly from my thing. They have like the most insane. I've done the west coast of, of America. We went to America quite a lot as like family holidays and stuff, but just by myself with some friends, we did um, the whole west coast for about a month, and it was like it was insane. It was absolutely incredible. I can't wait. I can't wait to go back and to explore New York I want to go to Boston all those places as well so yeah find, find I'm so good excited <laughs> now <laughs> oh yeah do you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna turn it into a book <laughs> yeah turn it turn That's it into the, the food the waffle spots of New York yeah Joe, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down before I forget that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like I will I'll, obviously there'll be a share Obviously, you just you started this for me. I'm just here for the food. Just give me the waffles and yeah, I'm fine with best. it. It's the only reason I'm going. <laughs> You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my incredible guest this week, the brilliant Lucy Lord. Make sure you check out Food for the Soul because there are so many incredible recipes in there. As always, hit subscribe and I'll see you next week. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.